0: Man, like like Bill, I'm one of those that's, that got a little sick this week, but I feel strengthened today, particularly strengthened by, by worship, rejoicing in the Lord, as we did. We've been, uh, this month, doing an Advent series called The Fullness of Time, The Fullness of Time, and, and uh, we're winding up today, and as we begin the new year next, next month, we'll be starting uh, the book of Micah, the Old Testament prophet Micah. But um, time, I'm thinking about how to bridge uh, the year, I thought about this word time and, and the fact that there's time and there's eternity. And the concept of time, the fullness of time. You know, in the days between Christmas and New Year's, it's kind of interesting uh, when you look at the, the news coverage on TV. The stations have their B team on. You know, the, the A team's gone. They're out of town. They're Cancun. I don't know where they are. They're gone. They're on vacation. Half the country's on vacation, I think. No one's, no one's worked last week. Um, so what do the stations lean on? They lean on fluff news, all the fluff news. They review the key events that, that, have, uh, that happened this past year. They talk about the hottest TV shows, the, the hottest movies, the hottest songs of the previous year. You know what I'm talking about. And each year as I watch, I say, I'm getting old. I don't know that song. I don't even know that. I, I don't even know who, sa- that, who is that person who sang that song. I just say, oh. They, wanna, they want you to know what's been trending. Time Magazine has the the famous Person of the Year, this year it was the Guardians of Truth, the courageous journalists around the world who risked their lives to proclaim truth in in contrast to the fake news of the world. Um, The four four different um, um, covers, uh, Jamal Khashoggi brutally murdered in October at the hands of the assassins of Saudi, Saudi Arabia, embassy in Turkey. The Annapolis uh, Capital Gazette staff, where five people were gunned down senselessly this past summer. Uh, Maria Ressa, the founder of Rappler, a news startup under attack by the authoritarian president of the Philippines. And then two people, who I'm not going to pronounce their name, but they were two Reuters journalists imprisoned in Mi- Myanmar after reporting the massacre of Muslim men. So this, the, 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 the person of the year... We're were the reporters who are guardians of truth. Guardians of truth. Hmm, what is truth? New Year's is indeed a time of looking backwards and of looking forwards. Uh, We look forward to being better people the next year. And so folk make resolutions and commitments and to themselves, resolving to be a better person and to do things better. I'd like to turn your minds to a kingdom perspective regarding this thing called New Year's today. Self-analysis is not always bad. Uh, Reviewing where the culture has been, that's not bad at all either. However, I often think during this time, what would God say are the most important events of the previous year? Has that thought ever come to you? What would God say was the most important thing that happened in 20? 18, God is doing things that don't make the headline news. He's doing things that are under the radar, (laughs) off the grid, as they say. He's doing things that CNN and Fox, the, the Washington Post, the Baltimore Sun, they don't know about, but they're happening. They missed the most important breaking news of the year, I'm sure. I want us to think as we enter the next year that God is still on the throne. Our God is still on the throne. History is still his story. Let me say it again. History is still his story. Let's read the text. It's a tough text, but I'm going to read it. Uh, Revelation chapter 6, 1 to 17. And You'll see, my, you see where I get this from. ESV Translation. (coughs) Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come! I looked, and behold, behold, a white horse, and its rider had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he came out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come! And the wine. <coughs> when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. And I looked, and behold a pale horse, and its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, and with famine, and with pestilence, and by wild beasts of the earth. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw the altar of the souls of those who had been slain from the word of God, for the word of God, and for the witness they had borne. And the sun became black as sackcloth, the full moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree shed its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. The sky vanished like a scroll that's being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. And then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand God's word we often wonder where history is heading don't we and we often wonder if someone's asleep at the wheel don't we Jesus reigns eternally, and he will return at the right time set by the Father. Jesus reigns eternally and will return at the time set by the Father. But the cry of the martyrs is, how long, O Lord? And that's my title. How long, O Lord? In Matthew 24, Jesus said, concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Jesus limited himself while on earth. Only the Father, he said, knew the day and the time of the Son of Man's return. My structure this morning is simply, I'm going to talk about the biblical context, uh, uh, the troubling question, how long, oh Lord? And then I'm going to hope to give us some gospel confidence. The context, the question and the confidence. book of Revelation. If you haven't read it in a while, it's a book about worship. There's a lot of worship in Revelation, but there's also a lot of action. It's a, it's a, it's a book that, that you have some stuff going on in, in, on in the world, and there's some stuff going on in the heavens, because it's, it's kind of show you that there's a connection between heaven and earth. It's, it's not just a book about future events. That's there, but but, but the primary focus of the book... It's the revelation, the revealing, the unfolding, the manifestation of the glory of Jesus Christ. That's what the book of Revelation is about. see, We don't have a proper view of who he is. So God gave John these many visions that show us without a doubt that Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That he controls history. And this fact is an encouragement for believers in all ages, especially during difficult times, such as the first century, when the Apostle Paul wrote, the Apostle John wrote this book of Revelation. Chapters one to three are letters to seven churches. We, we studied those a few, few years ago. We looked at those seven letters. In chapter four and on to the almost towards end of, to, to chapter twenty, he starts giving us glimpses of the unseen prophetic declarations, images from apocalyptic visions, until he finally comes to the vision of paradise, re- paradise restored, chapters 21 and, and 22. Some see verse, uh, chapters 4 to 20 as sequential. Others see them as cyclical or topical. It doesn't matter which way, which way you view that. Um, I'll leave that preference to you. But don't get bogged down in the details as you read the book. The main point is that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And, and, and in chapter 6, we have the, the, sixth, the fifth of the seals that I want to talk about in, this, in, in verses uh, 9, 10, and 11. Uh, There's the, the seals on the scroll. The scroll seems to be the story of history. And, and, and no one can unlock, the, is worthy to, to, to unseal the scroll except Jesus, who's worthy. And he can unla- unlock the secrets of history. He has the authority to break the seals on the scrolls. In verse ten, we have this, this, this intriguing cry from the martyrs: "How long? How long? How long, O oh Lord, is there is there crying?" Some see it as a future cry, something that happens in the future. Others, like me, see this as a perpetual cry. This is a perpetual cry of those who've gone on, who've who've gone on to their reward, who have been faithful and are saying still how long before justice and vindication takes place. Matt Chandler, who's a pastor in, in Texas, he says this about Revelation 6, 10 to 11. He says it's both a beautiful and a haunting passage. It's a beautiful yet a haunting passage. The nations will be reached. They will be made glad in the Lord of glory of God. of God will will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas and there's an appointed number of martyrs to achieve that and no one under the throne has regrets and they ask how long until justice prevails how long till your rule and reign is known by all the compassionate response of the king of glory is in a little while in a little while there is an appointed number of brothers and sisters who will spill their blood to this end also. That's the picture of the passage here. There is a number. Frequently in the world, people get excited about, well, what's the number? What, 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 what's, what's the lottery number? What's the number? You know what the number is? Because the number can change your life if you hit it. There's a number that can change your life if you're part of the number. (laughs) If you're part of that number. A number that changes not only individual lives, but will change all of history when the number is up. That's the number of God's people, the number of God's elect, the number of all who will be saved. And you know, it's a big number. It's a big number. Those through the ages who have trusted in the Lord our God. However, you know, when asked by the disciples in Luke chapter 13 are there going to be a lot of people going to be saved? Jesus didn't say it's going to be a big number. Jesus gave a warning. He talked about a narrow gate. He talked about the gate that leads to, to, to life being narrow compared to those who won't walk through that gate. It's a big number but there's another big number of those who won't walk through that gate. You know, it, it is not our business to, to try to guess if particular individuals are in the number, but it is our responsibility, it is our privilege, in fact, to share Jesus with them, to share Jesus with those who need to know who he is, as Lord of lords and kings of kings. So the context of this troubling question in Revelation is the fact that the, the martyrs have been, are in heaven, they they're died, and they wonder how long before justice takes place? The the troubling question, let's let's dive into this question of how long, O Lord? This is the cry of the martyrs. They desire to be vindicated. They desire justice. William Hendricks says, These martyrs do not invoke retribution for for their sake, but for God's sake. The saint in glory does not desire personal vengeance any more than Stephen did. Talking about Stephen in in Acts chapter 7. Stephen pled, pled for mercy for those who were his perpetrators. But, the, but he, but he yearns for the coming of that great day, he yearns for the coming of that great day when majesty and holiness, and the, the sovereignty and the righteousness of God in Christ shall be publicly revealed. That's the heart of the believer, that God will be vindicated. They, they want it seen that they were not fools. They, they died for their faith. And they want the universe to know that they were not fools, that they were heroes, following in the path of the poor carpenter of Nazareth from the Middle East, risking their lives to maintain loyal to him in face of all kinds of threats. Vern Poitras says, When hearing these frightening descriptions, saints may well wonder what is to become of them in the midst of calamities. God gives a partial answer through the vision of the martyrs. Martyred saints cry out for justice, not because of selfish desires, but in tune with God's justice fully manifested and evil eliminated. The inhabitants of the earth form a group opposing God. Humanity consists of two groups of people. The people of God, whose citizenship is in heaven, and, and, and to in an opposition to them, the rebellious inhabitants of earth. Although the picture focuses specifically on martyrs, it applies to all faithful believers Jesus calls on his followers to surrender their life in order that they may gain eternal life. And so they cry, and we cry, how long, Lord? You know, the psalmist quite often cried, how long? A couple of psalms, Psalm 4. Be gracious to me, hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears what I call to him. Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? How long? Psalm 79. I'm not going to read the whole psalm. It's a wonderful psalm that sort of echoes almost the cry of the Morris throughout the whole psalm. Psalm 79, verse 5 says, how long, O Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your anger on the nations that you do not know and the, on the kingdoms that do not call upon your name. That psalm that, 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 that goes on and on with the cry waiting for justice to be done. What is happening in the world? One of the things we know that's happening is that, that, that in heaven there are some saints that are saying, how long? That's happening. And there's things going on on earth that make us say, how long? Just some of the things that I, just in in the last month. In Kenya, a woman, 31-year-old Nairobi Kenyan Muslim woman and a mother of four children between the ages of five and nine trusted Christ after a relative converted her and and, and reports the, reports the, the news. And for months, she managed to keep her faith a secret from her husband, Ishmael, who became suspicious on November 30th when he came home to find her praying with her children and using the name of Jesus. She refused to explain why she was acting dif- differently, and the next morning her husband slapped her several times, struck her hand with a large wooden board, causing two fingers to bleed. Juan uh, Yenza said, I fell down and he started to strangle me. Fortunately, neighbors arrived and rescued me and took me to a hospital. Afterwards, they took her and their four children to a pastor's home after hearing that her husband had purchased a coffin and that he was planning to kill his wife. How long, Lord? Iran. Well, than 100 Christians have been arrested in Iran in just one week recently in order to cut off all contact with religious groups and house churches. Uh, 114 believers were, were, were converts to Christianity from Islam who were accused of proselytizing or, or sharing their faith. Conversion to Christianity is an offense punishable by more than 10 years of imprisonment. Country, how long, O oh Lord? Many of you know the story of uh, Chinese pastor Yi Wang, a very significant unregistered church pastor in in, uh, in China. Um, <coughs> he was recently in prison as the government this year has become very, very restrictive of the Christian church. 60 police raided a children's Bible study, confiscated church properties. They they took four thousand Bible, four thousand books, Christian books. And so over the oh this this past year, the, the Christian Church in China, have <laughs> has been feeling that. Pray for China. Pray for China. In uh, Sudan again, the uh, the uh, the Muslim nation, um, Sudan. Ruled by radical uh, sh- Sharia Muslim Islamic Sharia. Um, They created death penalty for those who abandoned Islam. The the government has systematically bulldozed churches, arrested Christians, and raided Christian bookstores. A recent case involved a Sudanese church leader, uh, Tajan Youssef, and nine other believers who were arrested during a house church meeting in October. And they were charged with apostasy and taken to jail, (coughs) where they were beaten and pressured to renounce their faith in Jesus Christ. Yusef stood courageously for Christ, while the other nine recanted their faith and were released after paying a fine. He faces a trial and very possible death sentence. How long, oh Lord? And we also, even in the midst of our what they call first world problems, we cry how long, don't we? How long, Lord, before I get the right job? How long before I get the right partner? How long before I get the right body size? How long before I get the right grade or, or, or the right house? Or, or how long before the pain I feel goes away over maybe a lost child or a child I never got to see or a parent that I have never known or a parent that I wish I had never known? How long? How long, Lord? Even here, we hear in the news locally the, the, the cry of mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters who've lost sons violently in, in, sons and daughters, violently in the streets over 301 years, a city of the smallest Baltimore. How long, O oh Lord? In 2 Peter 3, the Apostle Peter addresses the cynics, and the scoffers who ridicule the delay of the return of Jesus Christ. I hope you heard that in the scripture that was read. Here's a fact for us. Every day, we get closer to the return of Jesus. It's a biblical fact. One of these days, the the New Year's Eve celebrations around the world will be the final one. You ever think about that? God will transform the cosmos There'll be new heavens and new earth where righteousness dwells. Will it be this coming New Year's? We don't know. Only God knows. But God has not chosen to answer all of our questions, but he's told us to live in confidence because of the following truth, this final truth, that he is our sovereign Lord. That's our confidence. The gospel tells us that he is our sovereign Lord. We can affirm several things. We can affirm first that God is sovereign king. He's the king. He's the Lord of history. History is linear, not cyclical. It's going somewhere. It's heading somewhere. It's heading to the culmination, the exaltation of Jesus Christ. So we sing all glory be to Christ, foreshadowing that final victory. Confidence is that, that God is our sovereign king, and as a sovereign king, he will judge wickedness. He He is the lion in Revelation. He, that God as a sovereign king will save the elect. He's the lamb in Revelation. He's loving, compassionate, and merciful towards lost people. In Acts chapter 4, the, saints were, had, the, the leaders had been in prison, and the saints were praying that they would be released from prison, and they were released, and... And we have a recorded the prayer there in Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 23. They released, went to their friends, reported what the chief priests and their elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and everything in it, through the mouth of your father David, spoke by the Holy Spirit. And they quote Psalm 2. And then they pray fervently. They didn't pray for the persecution to stop. They prayed that they'd be able to be bold witnesses in the midst of persecution. Because, you see, the, the, the unbelieving world is the norm. And so they prayed for the, the boldness and the guts to be faithful in the midst of an unbelieving world. And it tells us down in Acts 4.31 that when they had prayed, the place where they were gathered together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. God answered their prayer right there as they, as they spake. Why do the nations rage? Because God has established his own son, his only beloved son, on the throne. And they know that, and they prayed that. In 2 Peter 3, we heard the verse, a little phrase in, in verse 9. Let me read verses 8 and 9, 2 Peter 3. Peter says, don't overlook this fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Did you hear that? He's not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. How long, O Lord? Why has Jesus Christ not returned yet? Well, I think Revelation tells us because there's a number. There is a number. (laughs) And that number hasn't been reached yet. We we often sing that jazz song, uh, when the saints go marching in, Lord, I want to be in that number. Maybe it comes from this verse. I don't know. There's a number. There's a number of the elect, the number of the saints, the number of those who will believe in Jesus Christ throughout history. Do you understand that? I hope you're one of them. I hope you're one of them. Some applications for us. Three callings for us as, as, as God's people in this generation as we turn our calendars over the next few days. One, if God is going to save people through the, the message of Jesus Christ and, the, and, and his people, the elect, the number will be saved. It will come through through the preaching of his word, the proclamation of his word, and God moving in people's hearts So the first calling is to fervent prayer, fervent prayer, prayer that God would continue to work in your life and in the lives around you, that there'd be a hunger, a thirst in people's lives to know Christ. Paul in in Colossians 4 said, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us, pray for him and his missionary team, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Pray for God to open avenues of conversation for you, and not just for you, but, but, but for others, and not just for, uh, for those, particularly those in, in hard places around our world, that God would open up doors of opportunity. I think even now, I, was, uh, this, I heard the other day that... Um, Thousands are gathering in Urbana, Illinois right now, uh, the University Missions Convention that, that happens every couple years, as young people are, are, are pondering whether God's calling them to, to go across cultures to proclaim this message, and they're praying, and they're asking God, Lord, am I to do that? Because the second thing is, the fervent prayer, the second thing is, is wise evangelism, wise evangelism. Paul says in Colossians 4, walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. You may know how you ought to answer each person. You know, we, we need to be bold in our witness. We need to be wise in our witness. There's a combination there. Do you see that? Sometimes you can be so bold that you'll blast things and you go beyond what you should do. We need to be wise. If God would, would, would use the things we, we want to say to, to, to bless other people. Hawkins and an old song, when I think about the hour, then I know what I must do. No one knows the day or the hour. It may be morning, night, or noon, but just rest assured, time will be no more. He's coming back soon. So I should open up my heart to everyone I see and say that Jesus Christ is the way. Wise evangelism. And the third thing, last thing here is we, we're called to confident expectation. D- despite the fact that some are, are being shot down, that some of, of God's army are not making it through to the end of the battle, we're still called to a confident expectation, saints. songwriter says, marvelous message we bring, glorious carol we sing, wonderful word of the king because Jesus is coming again. Coming again, coming again. Maybe morning. It may be noon. It may be evening. It may be soon. Oh, what a wonderful day it will be. Jesus is coming again. And the early church often greeted each other with the, that, that, that Latin, the, the Greek saying, Maranatha. Maranatha. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Book of Revelation. The last couple of verses of Revelation. You see it there. You see it in 2 in Corinthians, the last chapter. Maranatha. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. That was the greeting. Come quickly, Lord. How long will it be? I don't know, but come quickly, Lord, is, was the passion and the heart cry of the believers. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you and like me, I'm sure they could, were concerned that not all, everyone they knew had confessed Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that, that's one of the things that, that, that keeps you humble and keeps you saying, Lord, don't come back yet. Real, real honestly. Lord, I want to see so-and-so get saved first. But the cry of the early church, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. So, New Year's is a couple days. New Year's Eve is tomorrow night. Join in with those who sing Auld Lang Syne. We we sang it earlier. Was that what I heard earlier? Auld Lang Syne? (laughs) A great song about human friendship. Remember that there is a friend. Who sits closer than our brother, Jesus Christ, the friend of sinners? Join in with others as the fireworks are, fire, are, 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 are let, lit over the inner harbor. But remember that God has some fireworks in the future for those who reject his message of love and grace and forgiveness. Join with others as the ball drops in Times Square. But remember... That what we think is happy New Year could be the happy final year, and the ball will drop one last time. The final year before history changes, because Jesus controls history. Most of all, join the cry round a throne where the saints are crying, How long, O oh Lord, how long? Until justice, vindication take place. And the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Let's pray. Lord God, as we sit upon the precipice of a new year, we pray you would grip our hearts with not just the things of our lives, but the things of the kingdom. That history marches on. Thank you that we've lived to see... (laughs) The end of a year, we think of some who didn't make it through this year, who are with you. We don't know in 12 months who would have, those who would not be there. You are a sovereign God. You're a loving God. And you are a faithful God. Help us to trust you with our lives whether in life or in death. We'll give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. You don't have to worry. Our life is in his hands. Let's sing that first verse in chorus to God's glory. Grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and with your spirit now forevermore.